0: Fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. At Here we go.
1: It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's
2: go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Well, I've been waiting a real long time for this one. Our week one recap. You know, I love the draft prep. I love the waiver wire stuff. I love the start sit. But I really love talking about what actually happened in games. But unfortunately, we have a lightning delay, and we'll be back uh, with you guys in about an hour and a half. So sit tight, everyone.
1: You made your your crappy joke on the podcast instead of on (laughs) Twitter.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Welcome to the Sunday Night Recap. It's Adam, Jamie, and Heath with you here. And if you're listening on Monday morning, good morning. Hope week one is going well for you. How's week one going for you guys? Heath, how about you? I will
0: never, ever, ever bench Patrick Mahomes again for the rest of his entire career.
2: Looks pretty good. That Tyreek Hill, he's a good player.
0: It, it was such, like that was such a weird, and it was a great day of football. A lot of, that was an awesome game. Chiefs offense looked phenomenal. He threw four touchdown passes and two of them went a combined six
1: inches from his hand. Uh, somebody brought That's up true. in the green room today, is Tyreek Hill the best player in the NFL right now?
2: Oh, I, 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 put on Twitter, is he a top 20 player? Cause he's not the best player of the NFL. Uh, he looked
0: like it today. He's amazing. It was, it was funny that like Alvin Kamara and Tyreek Hill were the two guys that you could point at, other than Carson Wentz, who is not healthy yet, and say, "Okay, they've got some pretty serious regression coming from their efficiency last year," and they were both just <laughs> ridiculous, just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and, and it was kind of uh, there was some oh more of the same like Ben Roethlisberger on the road. We'll talk about that. Um, there, there was some of that that carried over, but uh, you know, it didn't carry over was Le'Veon Bell. We got to start the show with a little James Conner talk. You know, I guess what did carry over was that they just will only use one running back at a time. It's a little ridiculous. Thirty-one carries, hundred thirty-five yards, two touchdowns, and five carries for fifty-seven yards. He got every running back carry in the game. But Jamie he di- should have
1: diagnosed. Well, come on, you can give him a little bit of a breather, right? Like twenty-five no, carries he, is fine. Beat him into the ground because that's great for us.
2: I, it is unless he gets hurt.
1: Nah, he's fine, big boy.
2: Uh, yeah, he is, and. uh uh, Lock and four are reporting this morning, the Steelers expecting a long absence, maybe four to six weeks at least for Bell. I have a feeling the reporting is going to change after this. Well, there's game.
1: another report from ESPN that he's going to be back by the end of the month.
2: So what do you suggest right now? What would you do if you were the James Conner owner?
1: Sell I would high. just keep starting him. I'd sell high. For what? Oh, I mean, anything you could get that's as close to a first round or second round pick as you can find. Kenyon Drake. Yes. Anyone you
2: think could help you out for 16 weeks? Absolutely. Okay. Heath, you think? I mean, look, Connor, Connor
1: can be the guy all season. Who knows how this plays out? But if you can get unbelievable value for unbelievable value, do it. I am all for selling high. I don't.
0: I don't know if I'd sell him for Kenyon Drake or not. But you love Kenyon Drake. I do love Kenyon Drake. So why wouldn't you try and do that? Um. I mean, he just scored thirty fantasy points against <laughs> the Browns. Basically, everybody.
1: The Browns were like one of the best run defenses. They, they were. Last they year. really were.
2: They allowed the fewest yards. Last year. Re- last year.
1: What happens when Le'Veon Bell comes back? He goes to. He goes I, to. A, a, at best, a timeshare. It, it would be a timeshare, which Kenyon Drake is currently in. Yes, but the timeshare would be not in his favor. You have to make that trade if you're getting Kenyon Drake. I don't think you have to. Yes, you have to. Well, there is no ifs, ands, or buts. You have to make that trade.
2: But when, when Le'Veon Bell comes back, like, Heath, Connor's useless, right? I don't think he probably is. So you're just banking, it could be like 10 weeks before Le'Veon Bell's back, you think? I, I don't have any, I, I can't
0: logically make sense of what Le'Veon Bell is doing because he's burning money.
2: <laughs> and I don't he know is. why
0: someone would burn money. But that's what he's doing. I wouldn't burn money.
2: Uh, alright, so a little uh, conflicting viewpoints there. And they've got Kansas City next week. That should be a good one for James Conner.
1: So every week should be a good week for James Conner. Yeah, that it should be, but Kansas City
2: next week should be Until really good
1: Until Le'Veon comes back.
2: I, I gotta tell you guys, I thought today was great. I really I mean maybe it's just because I, I miss football so much. The first, right, let me ask you a
1: question. Let me yeah, ask you a question. All right, this all right. All right, all right. Do you feel good as a Browns fan today?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why? They tied. Good for them. They tied. They did dude.
1: tie, but they should have won.
2: They should have won. I mean, I would they say lost. Their quarterback they completed what, fifteen of forty passes. I can't say they should have lost. They should have won.
0: I am not judging any offensive passing stats from that game.
1: Was the weather Tyrod that bad? Tyrod. Tyrod was fantastic. Tyrod was what-tastic? Fantastic. Crap-tastic? Great fantasy day. Great fantasy day. Seventy-seven rushing yards and a touchdown. Okay. He, and a passing touchdown. He was not fantastic. He was a. He was a very good fantasy quarterback. Was he not? was
2: he was a very good. He's only twenty five percent owned, by the way. He's at New Orleans next week. They struggled just number, a little num, bit today. Number
1: one quarterback, that
2: Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, he should,
0: should have been owned more more leagues than that than it was, and I think he's got, he was a borderline top twelve guy today. I would guess he'll keep being a borderline top twelve guy.
2: Yeah, but if he's that bad as a passer, he he's not going to be the quarterback much longer. You got to. I don't know. They that. just
0: tied the number one team in the division. They're- <laughs>
2: I played a the Ravens. Crazy game. I, I missed it. They, they played
0: Baltimore. They played Baltimore. Yeah, oh well, that was. Oh, I, we're not giving Baltimore any credit for beating the the
2: the Buffalo high school junior high team. I mean, let's just give them the number one pick now, right? They're awful. Um, two winners, two losers. Jamie, give me two fantasy winners from week one.
1: Uh, Mike Evans. Yeah. Everybody down on him? Maybe not so much. <laughs> he looked he look great.
2: And now and, this is
1: four times in
2: four games with Fitzpatrick that he's led the team in receiving, going back to last. And year. a
1: team that he couldn't do anything against last year, he was fantastic against. And my guy, Joe Mixon.
2: Oh yeah, it was nice. It was nice to see. He Played well, and he, he got looked all the he work. looked awesome. And, and you know, in that regard, it was a, it was discouraging that Gio Bernard got so few carries, so few got so few. Tell you what, like three touches or something. And
1: Gio is not in the same league as Joe. Mixon. But that's
2: what happened. That's what happened when they went to Mixon. Last year, Geo disappeared until Mixon got hurt, as he should. So, I mean, Heath, you're the you're the Bernard guy. He had two touches. Is he dropping?
0: I renounced I renounced him on Twitter earlier today. (laughs) Okay. Uh, There's no there's no question how Cincinnati sees it now. We've never seen them do this with Geo Bernard except for a, a six week span last year, and that that looks like what they're doing now. I'm a little bit less um optimistic that things were just fixed for Mike Evans. That was a great game. But it was still a game where his quarterback threw what I mean he, he got 7 targets. That's good. He caught all 7 of them, which isn't going to happen very often. I still I don't my opinion of Joe Mixon definitely changed. My opinion of Evans didn't as much.
2: FYI, Heath's uh Heath's coming at us from his home office, so I hear I know you hear the audio skips, apologize for that, but uh It's a Wi-Fi issue. Um, So no problem, Heath. Uh, Yeah, seven catches, 147 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets for Mike Evans. Deshaun Jackson, almost as good. Well, he was better, actually, for fantasy. He had two touchdowns. Caught all five of his targets, had one fewer yard. And apparently
1: he had a concussion in the game, too.
2: So that was – and and Godwin scored, too. So a great start for them. And Fitzpatrick was uh, certainly one of the stories. He scored 49 fantasy points. And that was the highest-scoring Week 1
1: game ever. If you're, he, yeah. if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, do you just retire right now? <laughs> because he had more touchdown passes than Drew Brees. And you ready for this? More rushing yards than Alvin Kamara. Oh my gosh. 12 carries. 12 carries for Ryan Fitzpatrick and 36
2: yards and a touchdown. Uh, Heath, two winners. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Eric Ebron.
0: we gonna stick with the, with the My Guy theme. I was, uh, I mean, it was only five targets, but that's probably going to be enough for him. Andrew Luck looked pretty good. And Ebron caught the touchdown. Jack Doyle fumbled to lose the game. I think it was a good day for Eric Ebron.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because Ebron is only 52% owned. Doyle's 83% owned. But Ebron had half the targets of Doyle. Doyle led the team in receiving. Now, everybody, It was a very Andrew Luck game. Everybody involved. Uh, only 60 yards for Doyle to lead the team in receiving despite 319 yards for Andrew Luck. So who would you favor going forward, Ebron or Doyle?
0: I'll still favor Ebron.
2: Okay. Uh, one more winner,
0: and uh let's just talk about Patrick Mahomes real quick. Okay. Because, like, the question I, I'm going to try to answer tomorrow is: Do we just is he just a, a matchup-proof QB one? Because was that a, if I'm was being that
1: a tough matchup though today,
0: I don't think that they're a bad defense without Bosa.
1: They're a bad defense without Bosa. Okay. Well, they've got a lot of
0: talented players to be a bad defense.
1: Well, Perryman got hurt in the game. They had one sack on him. I mean, what was the, what was the, what we saw in the preseason? The offensive line looked terrible. Well, they didn't look look very good run blocking today, but that
0: so many of the things that they did offensively had nothing to do with the defense or the offensive line. I would say that they were just just scheming it.
2: Some of it had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, 15 of 27, not that great. But Tyree Kill made plays for him. As you said, he threw two touchdown passes that were just pitches forward, right?
0: Yeah. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes was really good. I'm saying everything around him was so good that it didn't matter if he was good or not.
2: Well, that doesn't sound like a matchup proof guy to me. And he was 37% started. So that was, I mean, that was everyone's mistake. Our mistake, certainly. 36 fantasy points. Um, you, I mean, there's Jacksonville. There's at Denver and Jacksonville coming up on the schedule. And I'm not so sure about Denver, but yeah, I, I mean, don't know. what He's,
0: this game reminded me of was 2017 Carson Wentz. It was, well, he only threw for 256 yards. He hardly even threw the ball at all. How did he score so many fantasy points?
2: Yeah. Well, he's talented and they have a good offense. Yeah. But, um, it, it jury's out, I guess. All right. Two losers, Heath. Two losers.
0: Yeah. I, um, you closed out my, yeah, <laughs> I'm a loser, obviously, for closing out the message where I was just almost sent these responses to you. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Um, T- throw a loser out there, and then I'll have my two. Deshaun Watson, loser. loser. Offensive line was terrible, awful. Yeah, yeah, terrible. And his eye level was awful. He was he was not looking downfield very long at all.
2: Yeah, uh, I got th- I, the biggest loser to me is Derrick Henry. Uh, all the fears that I had, the reason why I did not draft him originally, I I admit. I mean, I thought before preseason started, I thought Henry was going to have a breakout year. As soon as I saw the way they were using Deion Lewis. I backed off. I don't have, I don't think I have any Derrick Henry. And this was exactly what I was fearing. And in fact, Deion Lewis did you was- you watch the game though? I watched some of it and I, w- I watched one part where Deion Lewis got them down the field and then first and goal from the five, they left Deion Lewis in and he scored. And that's exactly what they did in the preseason. They basically said, this is your drive. And if, if Derrick Henry's not gonna come in on first and goal from the five, uh, they're gonna have to have a great game script and game flow for him to be Very successful. Uh, He had a
1: 60 yard, 60 plus yard touchdown run called back on a dumb holding penalty.
2: Did it affect the play?
1: No. It was after he got around the corner, turned, he turned the corner, got down the sideline, and the the hold came after he had already turned the corner.
2: I still think though that when you look at the touch distribution, that's, I'm still nervous about it.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not disagreeing with your, your, your point on how he could be, but I don't know if this was an indication of how things are going to go for him because A, they had some terrible play calling when they first got down in the end zone, uh, in the red zone, and they went four on fourth down. And B, again, they the, I, I mean, two offensive linemen, one not playing oh, this right. game with Conklin, and Taylor Lewan got hurt. Yeah, he left with a concussion. And Mariota got hurt in this game.
2: Yeah, and they were trailing. So I think I'm, all I'm saying is like all it takes is a little bit of something to go off, like to go wrong. They fall behind or whatever, and he's going to have probably a bad game. So I'm a little nervous about Derrick Henry. He feels like a loser to me. But you know, I, yeah. I wasn't planning. I, I on found going my here. losers. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, first one was
0: Chris Hogan, oh, yeah. and not because I think that this one bad game means that he's just not going to be good now, but it does. Like this was one of his four games without Edelman, and it does make me question whether he is, like, if he's just the matchup guy, and when that matchup works well for it that week, they'll use him. And if not, I mean, he got five targets in this game, caught one of them, who was outproduced by Philip Dorsett. I would have to say that he was a loser. And then I I wonder if Alex Collins was a loser today, and we just don't know how big of a loser he was.
2: Yeah, why do you say that?
0: Well, he had seven carries for 13 yards. Mm
2: -hmm. He fumbled and and
0: lost the fumble. And we found out that the Buck Allen fullback dive is still in the playbook.
2: Yeah, that was annoying. But that came
0: after the fumble, though.
1: And that did come after the fumble. That could be a punishment thing. I,
2: well, Collins was on the field for that play. Allen got the carry. I, I tried to look at the game log to see if he really got benched after the fumble, and it was a long time in between carries. But they really didn't run the ball in that stretch. They kept throwing. It was kind of late in the second in the second quarter, so it was a little unclear to me. It was rainy. That uh, maybe that contributed to the fumble. But that is an issue. He fumbled last year, even if he didn't lose him, he did fumble, and this time he lost it. Uh, he was
0: fourth on the Ravens in rushing yards in this game.
2: Yeah, I, but they really benched. I mean, they benched him in the end because they were up 40 to nothing or something like that. Uh They won 47 to 3. But you're right. I mean, hey, it, bottom line is the numbers weren't very good for Alex Collins. Uh They, they have uh, next week they are at Cincinnati. Oh, I got a winner. Uh, Marlon Mack's a winner. <laughs>
1: It didn't hurt him at all today. He did that. Jamie, who Naeem are- Heisle. Naeem Hines though. Naeem Hines looked good. Catching ball. Yeah, PPR. Jamie, who are a couple losers for you? You want to talk about Watson? I mean, that just was, was terrible performance. Um I, I, not having Will Fuller healthy, I think, was a big factor. But, you know, you, you look at, uh, how he, how he played, um, you know, not what you're expecting from a top three quarterback, top five quarterback, uh, a guy that a lot of people are expecting to, you know, contend to be the number one quarterback in fantasy. So, that was, uh, that was definitely frustrating.
2: Yeah, 13 fantasy points. He did have 40 rushing yards, but looked, looked a little inexperienced at times. And any other losers?
1: I mean, just Leonard Fournette fantasy owners?
2: Yeah, alright, we'll, we'll go to the big news then. Leonard Fournette left with the hamstring injury in the second quarter. How interested are you in TJ Yeldon? Fournette did think he'd be able to play next week against New England, but that doesn't mean anything. How interested are you in Yeldon, 23%
1: owned? I mean, you gotta be interested in him. He, uh, you know, is gonna get the majority of touches. I don't think that's gonna go to Corey Grant. So last year when Fournette was out, it was Yeldon and Chris Ivory splitting time. Um, they they feel very comfortable with Yeldon. And you know, word out of Jacksonville, like you said, uh, what Fournette indicated, um, Coach Marone, Doug Marone said that uh, he could play next week. Um, you know, reports out of Jacksonville are that it's you know not a bad part of the hamstring. That's not a, it's not a tear. It's not a uh, anything more than a strain. So we'll see. My guess is they hold him out. This is a team that's expecting to be competing for you know playoff aspirations, so I'm sure they're gonna be cautious with him. But yeah, you gotta pick up Yeldon. He's one of the top priorities off waivers this week.
2: Yeah, they'll be in they'll be in third place. But uh, you know <laughs> just saying. Um Marcus Mariota elbow injury. Doug Baldwin knee injury it was his other knee. Goodwin quad injury. Olsen might be the most long term as of right now. Remember it's Sunday night, we don't have updates, but Olson, that did not look good. It was a foot injury. Do we know if it was the same foot as last year? I think so. I don't know,
0: but I think looking at video, I didn't see it live, but Delaney Walker's injury may be tied.
1: You're right. I'm sorry. He went off
0: on a cart, and it looks – don't watch it.
2: Yeah, well, we wish all these guys speedy recoveries. David Njoku also left with an injury. I think he came back. Um, But tight end, I mean, it's a tough week for tight ends. Travis Kelsey, I, I, I wish he had been injured. Geez, one catch? No excuse, Heath. One catch for six yards? He
0: he had a bad drop too. Um, but it was again it was kinda like one of those Philadelphia games from last year where they only throw the ball twenty seven times and uh there just weren't that many targets to go around. And if you're not Tyreek Hill scoring every time you touch the ball, it's hard to have a good day.
2: You know I had some drops? Evan Ingram, that guy could drop a pass. <laughs> Evan Ingram knows that. It was cool. cold. It was New New a little State. cool out there. It was rainy, it was ugly, it was a little cool it was sweatshirt weather. With sweatshirt weather. They don't have that at Mississippi. Um all right, the Baldwin so Jamie, based on the injuries, Mariota, Baldwin, Goodwin, Olson, Delaney Walker, uh, who are the big waiver wire guys to look at, other than Yeldon, obviously, with Fournette.
1: So from an injury standpoint, um, you know, Heath guy, Brandon Marshall, um, you know, scored a touchdown, led the Seahawks in targets. Tyler Lockett also scored a touchdown, so those two guys are gonna benefit if Baldwin's out for an extended period of time. Uh give Russell Wilson credit. He played well in this game. Um, with his fantasy production, um, Johnu Smith. If the delaney Walker injury is as bad as it seems, Ian Thomas, those two guys are going to be, you know, playing prominent roles in their offenses now. So, two young tight ends that could benefit. Uh, you want the whole list, or you just the injury guys?
2: Just the injury guys.
1: Um, I think those are the yeah, the main I ones. I
2: think so. I think we hit it. Yeah. Uh, Lockett had a long touchdown catch, and Marshall had a touchdown catch, and they are actually a lot Marshall's of Marshall wide- should have had two. Yeah, yeah, they should have. There are some wide receivers who are owned in like less than 10% of leagues, and Cole Beasley's owned in 12% of leagues. We'll, we'll get to them. It'll be an interesting waiver wire a week. Uh, other news items for you. Josh Allen may start next week. He replaced Nathan Peterman in a 40 nothing game. According to Chris Mortensen, Carson Wentz has not been ruled out for week two. That only means one thing. I don't want to drop him in the 10-team league, Heath. I don't want to drop Carson Wentz, not yet. We, You
0: just wait until Tuesday night when we're talking about waiver priorities and the people that we want to add, and we're sitting here at 0-1 and and trying to make a decision. You're going to drop them.
2: How are we 0-1 with James You
0: are going to push the button.
2: I mean, I might. I might. You know, like for us, we have Doug Baldwin. I think it might make sense to drop Carson Wentz for Tyler Long. Well,
1: Adam, let me ask you a question. Would you rather have Tyrod Taylor or Carson Wentz right now?
2: Carson Wentz, dude.
1: I'll take Tyrod Taylor.
2: Why would why on earth would I rather have Tyrod Taylor than than Carson Wentz? What's the logic he's behind going, that? He's going to play next week. Okay, I mean obviously if I have to start someone, i <laughs> take the healthy guy, but we're talking really from a Who's your who's standpoint. your number one guy? L- Russell Wilson. Russell. Russell, Russell Wilson. We well, got to be a little concerned. Baldwin's out. I know he had a good game, but we were concerned with Baldwin out. That that can't be, you know, when when Baldwin got hurt initially, we were concerned about Russell Wilson. We can't eliminate that. Right? Uh oh, no, oh, of course I'm,
0: not. I'm I'm a little concerned, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh and I think uh it's been a rough few weeks for um Jimmy Garoppolo losing McKinnon and Goodwin. Oh that's my big winner, George Kittle. Wow. Was he involved? They 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 threw to him a lot and he did look really good.
1: Goodwin's uh I think okay though.
2: Okay, I hope so. It's quad injury for him. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, like I mentioned, highest scoring Week One game in NFL history. I think I mentioned that. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, was the first season opening tie since 1971. Emmanuel Sanders did a fun flip as he went in the end zone, and Tyree killed an even more fun backflip after his, what I thought was a rushing touchdown, ended up being a receiving touchdown.
1: You had uh, the Saints, Bucks as the bonanza, right?
2: I lost the bonanza. I definitely bonanza the hell out of Deshaun Watson
1: at the Houston Texans.
2: <laughs> I very much would you would
1: it. you have would you have stuck with the bonanza if you knew Will Fuller wasn't playing?
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: you would. Okay. Yeah, I would have.
2: All right, did you down did you downgrade uh, Watson when you saw he was out?
1: I did, and Hopkins.
2: You did. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't checked FanDuel yet, but Dalton did all right for us. Dalton did all right. He wasn't great, but he he didn't kill us. But FanDuel's really fun, and I hope you all got a chance to enter our contest. If you didn't, don't worry. FanDuel.com slash FFT. We will have a new contest for $5 every single week. FanDuel.com slash FFT. And by the way, if you haven't made a deposit on FanDuel, and you make your first deposit at FanDuel.com slash FFT, you have to go to that URL, you will get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. There's something for everyone on FanDuel. If you're not a fantasy football expert or a DFS expert, FanDuel is clearly the place to play because it's got small contests, big contests, small stakes, high stakes, whatever you want to do. You want to play with hundreds of people, thousands, and win a lot of money, you can do that in a tournament. You want to play with just your friends in for a dollar or whatever, you can do that. It's a salary cap site. You can pick from any player. In fact, for example, you know how much I like Dalvin Cook? I don't have one team out of my ten with Dalvin Cook. I made sure he was in my FanDuel lineup today as my flex. By the way, I love that FanDuel has a flex instead of three receivers. I love that. Um and we'll give you some tips throughout the, the, the year. Our Saturday mailbag, we talked a little FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, FanDuel.com slash FFT, make a deposit, and get a $20 bonus. It's time for some buy or sell. Buy or sell. Emmanuel Sanders will be better than Demarius Thomas this season.
1: Um, hmm. Sell.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm going to sell too. It was there was a point in that game where I was starting to become more convinced of that, and I'm willing to accept that the targets may be even now at this point. But, but I historically we've seen Demarius Thomas be better and more productive in fantasy
1: on a per-target basis than Emmanuel Sanders, and I'm going to assume that continues. The targets were I think 11-10 last time I looked. They were, yeah. yeah, yeah, in favor of Sanders. Um, and this isn't to knock Emmanuel Sanders by any stretch. He looks awesome. He looked awesome in the preseason, and kudos to our colleague Dave Richard for ranking Emmanuel Sanders ahead of Demaryius Thomas for the season. I like Sanders better in this game because you just had to look what was happening, and the matchup was better for him. But I still think over the course of the year, Thomas will be better. It may be slightly better, and both guys may be great. But I would, if I had to choose right now for the rest of the season, I'd still take Thomas.
0: I think this is kind of a poor man's version of what's going on in Minnesota with Thielen and Diggs.
2: Okay, interesting. Both, they're you know, they're
0: both high-end number twos. These guys are both low-end number twos or high-end number threes.
2: Buy or sell, the McCoy has no hope this season.
1: Bye. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. That was, that was disastrous. This was my fear. <laughs> yeah. And granted, the Ravens are, are a, as good a defense as they're going to face all season. But, <laughs> whew, they need to start Josh Allen because Nathan Peterman, his first pass was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. Yeah, he's not good. It's
2: no. a shame. Um, would, would you trade James Conner for LeSean McCoy?
1: No. I would rather have James Conner.
2: I would, too. Okay. Uh Buy or sell? Marlon Mack will run away with the starting running back job.
1: Sell, uh, but he's still going to be the best guy.
0: I hope he doesn't run away with it too fast, or he might pull another hamstring.
2: <laughs> buy or sell? Matt Breida will run away with the starting running back job. Buy. Buy?
1: Sell discuss. S- same thing. He's the best one, but I don't think he's going to run away with it.
2: Yeah, and Morris was definitely getting the work near the goal line, and he, of course he fumbled on two straight plays, lost one of them. I don't know if one was technically a fumble. It just kind of came loose. Um, but Yeah, you know.
1: he, the, the fumble's a little weird, though, because he was trying to reach for the goal line. Yeah. That's... But he fumbled on the play before that, too, right?
2: I don't know if it counted as a fumble. The ball was coming loose, uh, for sure. But it was two straight plays. Uh Buy or sell, Adrian Peterson is legit.
1: Uh, i 'll buy it for one more week because he gets to play the colts at home
2: i 'll
0: buy it for at least one more week i don 't think by week nine we 're still talking about him but i I think there 's a chance maybe it lasts a month or so.
2: so only started in twenty nine percent of leagues. I was surprised of course he fumbled he always fumbles, but he had he had a like almost a sixty yard catch, and this was his first game with more than thirty receiving yards since week two of two thousand and fifteen. But he played well. I I was actually quite surprised at how easily the Redskins beat the Cardinals. This was a a butt-whooping. They had the ball for 48 minutes. Alex Smith looked
1: great. Jordan Reed looked great. Peterson was awesome.
2: I was very encouraged by Reed. I was expecting to talk about him as a winner, but I I feel like almost all of it was in the first half. And he only had 48 yards. But he did have a touchdown. I don't see how you can be disappointed. Did
1: you see his first catch? No. He ran over a linebacker. (laughs) He looked like a bulldozer.
2: I don't see I could be anything but happy as the Jordan Reed owner because you you got him pretty late. Uh, buy or sell? Ben Roethlisberger should be sat on the road. So, so. How much are you attributing to the weather in this game?
1: Almost all of it. Okay. Um, he just made bad throws. I don't know if the weather had a lot to do with it. The weather wasn't that bad. That's
2: what I thought. Was it? Was it so windy? I just couldn't tell because
1: the rain was. No, it was bad. under twenty miles per hour. It's like eleven miles per hour.
0: Yeah, it was really, it was really nasty though. Like it wasn't, there was no sunshine or lack of precipitation. He plays in
1: Pittsburgh. I I I mean, he's such a Floridian now. What do you want him to go to the beach? Come on, it wasn't so bad. It was that, listen, compared to what it was supposed to be, this was, this was, (laughs) I I, I honestly, when the game kicked off, I was like, oh man, why did I downgrade all these guys? And then, okay, I didn't really have to worry about it because they all kind of struggled.
2: It was an interesting game. I mean, Josh Gordon, if you started him, he got that touchdown late. We'll talk about all the games. He was 59% yeah, I got, started. all
0: the passing game besides Ben ended up okay.
2: Well, technically, if you want to say Tyrod Taylor, but that was all because of his rushing totals. Tyrod Taylor had a good game. They also played five Davis quarters. Landry, they played five quarters. Jarvis Landry quarters. had a good game. They, they cut Jamie, everybody's Antonio Brown and
0: Juju both had good games.
2: <laughs> cut everybody's stats by 25%. Or I guess 20, 20%. But okay, 20%. but
1: moving forward, who are you benching of those guys? Tyrod maybe the only one. Yeah, probably.
2: Well, I mean, are you fully confident in Josh Gordon? He had three targets, one 17-yard touchdown. So catch.
1: we talked to our uh, our former colleague, Nathan Zagura, on FFT this morning, mm-hmm. and he said that the plan for Gordon was because of the weather and the hamstring that they didn't want him to have a recurrence or, or a setback with the injury. So that's why they were going to limit his snaps going in. Uh But he said exactly – it happened exactly the way that Nathan said it. He said – if they're in a situation where they need somebody to go make a play, they'll put him on the field and give him a target because he's wow. got size advantage over the Steelers' cornerbacks, and he mossed the guy for the touchdown.
2: Wow, that's great. Yep. Uh, uh, and that was on Fantasy Football today, which you should watch at 10 a.m. Eastern on Sundays all the way until kickoff with some DFS and some gambling advice in there in the noon hour as well. And finally, buy or sell, there will be no good rookie-wide receivers this year. They're all bad, huh? Uh, well, one of the rookies was top 12, right? Oh, Pettis. Right, is that you're talking about?
0: Yeah, Yeah, Dante Pettis, and he, his cat, did you see his touchdown catch? Yeah, it was a nice catch. It was a phenomenal grab. I, like, if Marquise Goodwin's injury was serious, I would might say, no, Dante Pettis might be good. And he
1: still might be. He was better than Garcon. But seriously, I mean, the other guys were invisible. I was looking at- Yeah, Ridley Ridley. Thursday night bad. Gallup bad. DJ Moore Moore bad. DJ Moore didn't have a target. Anthony Miller's playing right now, he hasn't done anything yet as the Bears are destroying the Packers. Are they really? Yep, they're about to go in for a 14 nothing lead in the first quarter.
2: Oh, um, gee. I got a fun and, game and, on DVR. And Tariq
1: Cohen is, uh, is out playing Jordan Howard.
2: I got a fun game to watch on DVR. Alright. Um alright, what else we got? Philip Lindsay, we have to talk about him, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into the games a little bit, but, Yo, yo Philip Lindsay had the same amount of carries and yards, I believe, in the front pull up the final box score as uh Royce Freeman. They're well, they like fifteen yard. Yep. for seventy two rushing, but then he had the the receiving touchdown as well. He is lightning fast. I, I feel like I don't know when, but I feel like he's gonna win some people some fantasy games, if not leagues. Like, I feel like he's gonna be could be a. Ah, I'm getting ahead of myself. I pull hold it.
1: No, I'm no, holding. you're you don't. Because <laughs> I, I I think just given how this offense wants he was better than Booker by I mean he wasn't even close. You know, Oh, so. Booker's out. Yeah, yeah, if you're looking for 100%. the second guy, if you're looking for the second guy, it's Lindsay. Now, if something were to happen to Royce Freeman, would Lindsey step up and, and take over that job? Probably not. They might go back to Booker in that regard. But I think you're, you were onto something that how they're going to use him in, in the passing game, you know, giving him carries. He's a significant part of this offense. So the way I'm looking at it right now, now this is Sunday night. I'm going to write the column tomorrow. If we find out that Leonard Fournette's injury is not serious, Uh, Austin Eckler's at 62%, so he's kind of on the cusp of what we talk about anyway. I think Lindsey's gonna be the most added player.
2: Well, he's 2% owned, he's got a long way to go up. And he'll probably get close to 50, I think.
1: 50% owned? I'm, I'm gonna suggest he's the most at, he's the guy you go and get. The first first, guy? Off waivers.
2: I, I gotta see the Doug Baldwin news, I guess, but I'd be very interested in Tyler Lockett. Very. More than Marshall. Well, you tell me.
1: I mean, Marshall had more targets. Uh,
2: is that who you'd go with? Yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah, I,
0: I've struggled with those two. I don't know, like, Will Disley led the team in receiving yards. He <laughs> did. Which was yeah, kind of shocking.
1: Catch. Yeah, 88, 66, I mean, 66 yards. 66, oh, 66 yards. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, um well, they, they all, it is, it w- yeah, none of them had more than six targets. Lockett had four, Marshall had six, and, I mean, Marshall was pretty much left for dead going into this year, so I, I would personally favor Lockett, but maybe they both need to be. I, I
1: do have to go back and look and see when Baldwin left, where'd Chris Harris go?
2: Yeah, it's true. I, well, I don't think he was covering Lockett on that 51 yard touchdown pass, which was almost all of his production, so. um, alright, uh, there's, there's definitely gonna be some interesting waiver wire guys. And yeah, the
1: receivers are, there's a ton of guys. I mean, we, we could spend an hour talking about the receivers dad.
2: Uh some noteworthy inactives today. Sony Michelle did not play. Cameron Meredith did not play. Will Fuller, Marlon Mack, Devontae Parker, Eric Berry all sat. And Ronald others, Jones.
1: Healthy scratch. Healthy
2: scratch, Ronald Jones. Let's play a quick game called Do They Matter. Do they matter? Willie Sneed, Baltimore wide receiver. I don't believe it yet.
1: No, but nice to see all three guys play a role today. New 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 Baltimore receivers.
2: Yeah. Right, Crabtree, Sneed, John Brown, all scoring. Uh Dante Pettis, is this injury dependent?
0: I think he matters. I think he matters regardless of the injury. If we found out Marquise Goodwin's, which it doesn't sound like it is, so there's not even re- any reason to say that. So he matters even with Goodwin probably being okay.
2: All of these guys are owned in 12% of leagues or fewer, by the way. Do they matter? Part three, Ryan Grant.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Eight for fifty nine on nine targets for the Colts. They'll be at Washington next week. Uh, does he matter, Philip Dorset? Yeah, For sure. At Jacksonville next week, that sucks, but maybe he gets the good matchup. Um and the good
0: matchup I don't think is good enough in that uh well, although they may maybe they'll move
1: I don't know. You're not starting Philip Dorset, but he's no. in, in fourteen team league or larger, you're adding
2: him. He was a former first round pick for what it's worth and He's a Patriot. He went now. through,
1: He went through, as Pete Persco likes to say, he went through the car wash.
2: Went through the car Okay, I like that. Uh Brandon Marshall, he matters. Cole Beasley, 12% owned. Jamie, he's on pace for 90
1: catches. I've been saying it all offseason. I think he's going to lead them in catches. And so far, this is the safety blanket. Look, there is nobody on this receiving court that's going to be great. Gallup's going to have some moments. I'm not going to give up on him yet. There'll be a, a Terrence Williams week. There'll be an Alan Hearns week. There is always going to be a Cole Beasley week. It is never going to be something that you say, I have to start Cole Beasley across the board. But if you're getting 14 fantasy points in PPR from your third receiver or a flex in a three receiver league, you will take that
2: sure. easily. He is 12% on Beasley and he's actually on pace for like over 110 catches. Uh, and yeah, what do you, what,
1: what's the bet we made on that one?
2: 90 catches for lunch. Lunch. I still feel good about it. Like it's going to be a nice So lunch. do I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel uh, really good about it.
2: Heath Will Disley does he matter. I, you know, I actually, I think I asked Jamie on the radio show if Luke Vanette was a uh, sleeper. Uh, you
0: just combined Luke Wilson and Nick
1: Vanette. Nick Vanette Nick Nick got replaced, yeah. which is what awesome. About, what about Jimmy Disley?
2: I also Jimmy had a, Disley. I also had a coughing fit on the air uh, and had to oh, turn Heath, my mic this, off.
1: This was, this was hysterical. He's, I could tell because I know Adam enough when he's starting to lose his voice. So he starts to cough and I, I go, you okay buddy? You want me to keep going and, and pick things up for you? He goes, yes. So I start talking and then we go to the update. W- was it right afterwards or was it? It was, the it next- was
2: the, yeah, it was right after that segment. Yeah. So then we go to the update and so. is
1: Joe, uh, what's his last name?
2: It's John Fass.
1: John Fast. He's a great guy. Um, John Fass also is given the Reds. Was it Reds Pirates? Dude, I don't know. I don't remember. he was giving he was giving us a baseball score and all of a sudden like he just stopped <laughs> yeah, you he hear his was... voice like starting to go he just like stop <laughs> I mean you heard it like through the radio
2: I heard it live like without the uh, without him turning the mic off I was in the room with him yeah we both we just like started choking it was crazy um and that was, uh, was a fun time it was great for everybody that wasn't me and John uh will disley Heath does he matter he matters
0: a little bit he's somebody that we need to put on the radar I think because we've talked one of the things we talked about with Marshall, and one of the reasons I liked him was all, all the receiving touchdowns that were gone from last year. And, and I thought Nick Vinnette had a chance, and he still does, to be the primary tight end target, but it was Disley in this game.
1: Yeah, sure I, I will say that when I was with John Clayton, um, who does radio sideline for the Seahawks, he told me, I said how are they gonna replace Jimmy Graham? And he you know, he said uh Marshall, uh, you know, some of the secondary receivers and he said Disley, next year, will be their guy. And based on Ed Dixon's injury, Disley may be their guy now.
2: Yeah. All right, well, it's actually a true story. The uh, the Seahawks had a job opening for a tight end, but they have recently removed it from ZipRecruiter.com. Slash FFT. Not really a true story, just a way to segue into the ZipRecruiter read. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. Use it if you have a job. Make the smart choice and use ZipRecruiter, a job opening, I should say. Uh, make the smart choice and use ZipRecruiter. Uh, ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. It sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But ZipRecruiter does not stop there. They use their powerful matching technology – to scan thousands of resumes and find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. And that is why 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. I mean, that's really important. As the applications come in, ZipRecruiter is going to analyze them and spotlight the top candidates. You're never going to miss a match if you use ZipRecruiter. And that is why ZipRecruiter is the highest rating hiring site in America. And our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, it is ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Let's go through the games. The Ravens had six sacks in a 47-3 romp over the Buffalo Bills. And what are the big takeaways that we haven't talked about here? Anything?
0: It looks like Buck Allen is the pass. Like we we joked about the Buck Allen fullback dive, which never worked last year, and for some reason they ran it again in this game. But he also had five catches in this game. You guys may have watched more closely than I did. I didn't see Kenneth Dixon
1: involved until very late. Very late. Almost everything was no, late. No, and he got hurt too.
2: Uh And you know what's funny, Heath is is Buck Allen is like the worst yards per catch guy ever. And he was added again in this one. He had what five catches, you said? How many yards did he have? Fifteen. Fifteen yards. He averaged like five point four yards per catch last year. I mean it's crazy how few catches, how few yards he gets with the catches. Um is uh Calvin Benjamin droppable or would that be an overreaction?
1: He's droppable.
0: I wanna see if they announce early in the week that Josh Allen the Josh Allen's got
1: to start. I want to see him a full game with Ellen. If you're looking at it as, like, I know I drafted him late in a 12-team league, and he's the first guy that's going to go for my team. So there's a lot of people that took him round 10 or later. Right. And you may not want to cut a backup running back that's in a situation that you still can get some production down the road or somebody coming back from injury. I, I don't know. I, I mean, he's going to be... Somebody that you have to consider dropping, but the, your, your point is right, Heath. Until we see him with Josh Allen, we can't really fully judge how good he may or may not be.
2: And that's not even the Josh that I want to see. I'm, I'm all about Josh Rosen. That was, yeah, they, Bradford, they should make that switch. Too. Wow. Was he bad today? Wow.
0: He, he was bad. And also like the, they had the ball for like five minutes.
2: <laughs> that game. I don't
0: know what's going on with Arizona's defense that the, Washington just dominated time of possession. I'd love yeah. I'd love to know what the actual time of possession was. Thirty
2: eight oh eight for Washington, twenty one fifty two for Arizona. Amazing. That's dominance. All right, next game. Minnesota twenty four, San Francisco sixteen. I would like to talk about George Kittle. Uh he's sixty nine percent owned. He had five catches for ninety yards on nine targets, and looks like a good player. I mean and I know you guys liked him a lot before the injury. Um I obviously I sat him foolishly, in this matchup. Do you think this was a product of, man, the Vikings have great cornerbacks, this is the guy to go to, or do you think Kittle's going to be a focal point of the offense for Garoppolo?
1: I think he's going to be a focal point of the offense. I mean, you know, I, I was a little bit concerned that he would be touchdown dependent. That clearly was not the case today. Uh, he was used in, in a variety of ways. Clearly the, the shoulder is, is healthy. Um, and I'm sure Marquise Goodwin's injury, along with Garcon struggling, had a lot to do with it. You know, he was... He was the one who was reliable in this matchup. So the also you have the McKinnon injury and you know, while Brita will certainly do some things in the, in, in the passing game to help matters, Kittle has the chance to be a top 12 tight he,
2: he, George Kittle actually dropped a long touchdown pass and then there was a pick six, I think, to play after. So he could have had yep. a huge game and that, that could have decided the game. I mean, that's a 12 point or 14 point swing. Um, and then Heath, what do you make of Latavius Murray getting 11 carries to Cook 16? It was great to see Cook had six catches for 55 yards. Six of Murray's 11 carries came in the final six minutes of the game. It was a close game. Yeah,
0: and that was the interesting part because like Cook was dominating the touches at running back in this game until the end, and they did go to Murray more, but they did not have very much success. I mean, they they kept be- being put in situations where they could just seemingly run the clock out, and they couldn't do it and had to keep giving the ball back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, listen. If you're telling me that Dalvin Cook's getting 16 carries and 6 catches every week, I don't care how often Latavia Murray touches the ball.
2: Yeah, it's true. And I just, I just wonder if that had anything to do with the fumble, because Cook fumbled. I don't know if they wanted better ball security down the stretch. But then again, Murray fumbled twice in the preseason. It's probably not anything. We'll just, we can just move on. Kyle Rudolph caught one pass and it was a touchdown and Kirk Cousins used, uh, used all of his weapons. Good to see. Pittsburgh 21, Cleveland 21. The Browns had seven sacks. So they've got some talent on defense. And, and uh their their first round pick cornerback, sorry, Ward. He uh had two interceptions, fourth overall pick. Um Jamie, any takeaways from this game that we have not touched on?
1: Carlos Hyde dominated the the carries as expected. Um that was nice to see. And uh Juju Smith Schuster gonna be awesome.
2: You think so? Encouraged here, 119 yes. yards. Yeah. Yes. Good, good stuff.
1: Second on the team in targets. That was, that's what I was hoping to see. Twenty. Jarvis Landry is or... awesome. Jarvis Landry is just awesome. Do you think that Landry? I mean, I think he benefits with the D- Njoko injury if it is something that's going to be long term, uh, or a couple weeks. Um, excuse, If it keeps him out. But do you think that Landry is getting 15 targets if Josh Gordon's playing a full game?
0: No, but I also think that he normally catches more than half of them.
2: Okay. And, uh yeah, Landry had seven catches on 15 targets for how many yards there? He had 100, 106. 106 yards. So he had a good game, and Carlos Hyde had 22 carries to Nick Chubb's three. So that was good to see. I was surprised that Hyde was only started in 41% of leagues. Uh, but he did To score. be fair, if
1: he doesn't get that late touchdown, it's an ugly day.
2: It is. Cincinnati 34, Indianapolis 23, and the Colts had the ball for... 32 minutes, 48 seconds. Col- uh, Bengals for 27, 12. All right, so let's talk about Andrew Luck. How are we feeling about him? He threw 53 times. Wow. Thrilled.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Very Like surprising.
0: he's he's not that. He only averaged less than what six yards per pass attempt or right at six yards per pass attempt. That's really bad. And he didn't throw the ball deep as much as you'd like. But this the is what we was twenty six yards
2: to Ebron. Yeah. Uh, and and I was it was nice that he got a short touchdown pass to Ty Hilton because he wasn't really throwing the ball downfield from what I saw that much, but he got Hilton involved and gave him like a six yard five yard touchdown catch.
1: And I'm glad he didn't get hurt on the Sean Williams play either.
2: Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, okay for the Bengals, yeah, it was all Joe Mixon. Dalton had 19 fantasy points. He only had 28 pass attempts. And you know what I actually did notice in the. In, all week, AJ Green was part of this. He had two fumbles. He lost one, but he had a good game. 92 yards and a touchdown. Man, the elite wide receivers had terrific weeks. And Devontae Adams is playing right now and Robbie Anderson is playing tomorrow. But other than that, it's a joke. Um, the Beckham over a hundred, right? Julio had an amazing game. Um, yep. Michael Thomas was great. AJ Green was great. Hopkins, Tyreek Hill. Antonio Brown had a good game. Tyreek, Tyreek Hill
1: maybe. Yeah, Hopkins, Hopkins didn't, but Hopkins didn't. But um but for the most Kenan part
2: Keenan Allen did for the most part you saw why those guys I mean they played great and uh AJ Green was part of that.
1: Yeah, AJ Green had a, a unfortunate fumble. Um you know that that took away a little bit of his fancy production. He nearly had a second one too. There were a lot of those today.
0: A, lo- a lot it felt like and maybe maybe there weren't, but it felt like a lot more fumbles. Michael Thomas had one. You mentioned the Dalvin Cook fumble. Uh,
1: maybe Morris. just all my players fumbled. No, Alfred they've, Morris had one. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had two.
2: There were fumbles for sure. Uh, John Ross, one catch for three yards and a touchdown. Is this is this a good game or a bad game for John Ross?
1: I would say it's encouraging. Look, no, oh, no, Aaron Rodgers is limping.
2: No, no, you're lying.
1: Oh, no, he just went down on the knee. Yep. Uh I'll I'll keep you posted to see what happens. But Aaron Rodgers just got sacked, and he went down, and he got up, and then went down again. What? Oh. Um, uh. <laughs> oh, he's grabbing his hand, back of his knee. This is
2: like April Fool's, or you're joking? No,
1: this is, the, I mean. This, this is like, talk. I'm sick to my stomach right now. We don't really talk about stuff live action. Yeah, he's down, he's being looked at. Alright, well,
2: uh, uh, yeah, everybody's gonna know by the time we publish it, so we'll move on. Uh,
1: uh in any John event, Ross. um, uh, I think it's encouraging that he caught a touchdown inside the 10.
2: Yeah. Do we, do we have snap count info, Heath? I do not. Yeah, yet. stuff comes out later because I, I want to know how much Eifert played because I was pretty disappointed. Three targets for him.
0: Well, they had they had already said that he was not he's not playing a full complement of snaps. That's not their plan for him. I don't believe for the entire year.
2: Yeah, I'm certainly aware of that. I, I just want to know what it was, what it ended up being. Uh Chester Rogers didn't do much, but Ryan Grant nine percent owned eight catches, fifty nine yards, and nine targets. And Jordan Wilkins seventy five percent owned. I guess we'll talk about whether or not he's droppable. 14 carries for 40 yards, 3 catches, 21 yards against the Bengals. Should be a pretty good run defense for them. Along of 12 yards, Naeem Hines had 7 catches for 33 yards, 5 carries for 19 yards. Um, do you think Jordan Wilkins is droppable? Would you drop him for Philip Lindsay? Not yet. No. Okay.
0: I would not drop him for Philip Lindsay. There may, I may, like I could see a situation where I've got 7 running backs and Doug Baldwin and I may
1: drop him for Tyler Lockett. Gotcha. Or Brand Marshall. Could, you could also, if, I mean, if you need to drop him for TJ Yeldon and right. you need somebody yep. for next week, that's a, that's a other conversation.
2: Well, the Texans fumbled their first snap, Heath. So I think that, that may have influenced you. Uh, Patriots 27, Texans 20, Rex Burkhead fumbled, Gronkowski fumbled. It's crazy stuff. Uh, Deshaun Watson we already talked about. So the big, like, I think the two offensive lines that really stood out in a terribly, terribly negative way were the Texans and the Giants. Um, the Giants don't look much better now. You can maybe uh, forgive them.
1: The Bills.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bills are <laughs> awful. You can maybe forgive the Giants. They are facing the Jaguars. But the Texans, this is really concerning. I mean, they could have one of the worst offensive lines in football. So do you have long-term concerns about Deshaun Watson or just like, hey, he had a bad game, shake it off, no big deal?
0: This is one of those things where I, I just, I don't think this was nothing. I'm not ready to say that I've got concerns about Deshaun Watson. I had concerns about him being a top three quarterback already. Um, but this game causes me a little bit of concern. And if he looks in his next game like he did in this game, I'm going to start getting very concerned.
1: I, I agree. He gets Tennessee next week, and Ryan Tannehill just had a good game against his Titans defense, which is probably a little overrated. So I think that is, it's got bounce-back potential for, for Watson. I also think it's not fair to judge him without Fuller because the rest of the receiving core in Houston is awful behind DeAndre Hopkins. And Bill Belichick, every time he faces DeAndre Hopkins, takes him away. So if you are looking at it just from the offensive line standpoint, Lamar Miller played really well. Yep, he did. And so that's that's encouraging. Um, From Watson's standpoint alone, while he did have a bad game, if you tell me I'm getting 40 rushing yards from him
2: consistently,
1: 30-plus rushing yards from him consistently, with what he'll be able to do throwing the ball, you're going to have a lot of big fantasy days. So, uh, there, there, there are things to take away from this. That, let's first game back after the torn ACL, it's on the road and a tough place to play. Um, not, it's not every time like what happened with Kansas City last year, where they walked into Foxborough and punched them in the mouth. So, the Patriots are still a very good team, and Belichick having time to prepare for a quarterback like this, he's going to have, you know, more better, better. He's going to have more games that are better in their favor than than the opponent.
0: Well, I think, like, you look at Miller and Blue together. They ran for, like, 140 yards almost on 25 carries. Tony Romo was doing that game, and he was just calling run over and over and over again because the Patriots just setting up that they they are not going to let the pass beat them. They're giving you four or five yards on the ground every time. Interesting. And and the the Texans took it.
2: And the Blue touchdown, what do you think about that? That's kind of circumstantial, maybe, just like he was in the game and—
1: it it was it was frustrating on on two counts. The first part was Hopkins gets down to the goal line <laughs> yeah, and he got his arms sort of pinned underneath him and he had you know, while he was down, he tried to reach the ball over the end zone. In most cases, if his arms were free, it's a touchdown because right. he would have reached over the end zone easily. And then to see Blue come in and take the touchdown. And and it's it's gonna be one of those things like yeah. the uh Miller wears twenty six, blue wears twenty eight, yeah, and you see blue go in the end zone, you're like, Oh yeah, it yes. looks oh, so no. similar.
2: <laughs> They look so similar. It's crazy. One of them should have like a different color on their jersey or something. It's very frustrating. Um it wasn't and look, let's not oh, make it so out right, like should, it was so, should, yeah.
1: should he have a blue jersey?
2: <laughs> nice. Uh let's not make it out like Hopkins had such a bad game. I mean, a bad game for him, eight catches, seventy eight yards. Uh still not not terrible. Um, Jamie, your thoughts on the Patriots running backs. Burkhead did have eighteen carries. James White caught a touchdown. You were very high on James White. He came through for you. Jeremy Hill only had uh, five touches. Thoughts?
1: I think that you got to buy into touches here, and so Jeremy Hill limped off. I don't know what his injury status is. Um, it it looked really bad when it happened. It and was he got hurt in late. the last preseason game too, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he he limped off the field then too. Um, my guess is he's going to be sidelined for a little bit. So yeah. what we could see is Burkhead. Maybe they get Sony Michelle back on the field next week. Uh, but this is going to be a good run defense for the Texans. I'm convinced of that when everybody's healthy with Watt there. So I wouldn't buy into the 64 yards and the 3.6 yards per carry. This is, this is a, um, this is encouraging if you drafted Rex Burkett.
2: Sure. Jacksonville 20, Giants 15. What you need to know about this game, Austin's variant Jenkins had a touchdown called back. He should have had a
1: touchdown. So, um, you know, our audience is somewhat familiar with our, uh, CBS Sports HQ host, Nick Costas, who is a Leonard Fournette owner. And that whole sequence was very, very frustrating for, I'm sure, a lot of Fournette owners. But if you really follow what happened there, Safarian Jenkins has the touchdown called back on an illegal hands-to-the-face by their free agent addition, Andrew Norwell. Then, I believe it was the next play, Niles Paul drops the touchdown.
2: Drops the touchdown, but it should have been
1: intercepted. And then Fournette comes up lame with the hamstring problem. If they give the touchdown to either of the two tight ends— <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: There's a chance that Fournette does not get hurt because he's probably on the sidelines getting hydrated and doesn't have an issue.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, he could hurt eventually.
1: Um, That's what I said, too.
2: Yeah, uh, so uh, this game was, you know, was whatever. Let's talk about the Jacksonville wide receivers. Look, you, you got, okay, uh, Barkley looks terrific. He is very talented. And he was doing nothing until the 58-yard touchdown, run, but he's going to have big plays for sure. Um, but Beckham got his 111 yards on 11 catches on 15 targets. And we didn't expect much from the other guys for the Giants. <clears throat> but uh Heath, Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook, Dante Mongrave, what do you think about this receiving core? They didn't do much, but I thought Bortles was was really bad in this game.
0: Bortles was really bad, as he has been from time to time throughout his career. <laughs> yeah. I don't they, they, there's not a number one receiver on this team, and I was like the Marquise Lee injury was bad, and I was not happy about it, but I thought maybe this gives us a little bit of clarity. We still don't really get that much clarity. Keelan Cole had four targets. Westbrook had six. Moncrief had five. It's not, it's not encouraging, and I don't really have that much interest. Like Keelan Cole is a lottery ticket flex that you hope scores a touchdown, but I don't know why I'm rostering any of the rest of these guys.
2: All right, let's go a little faster, guys, so we can finish up. Tampa Bay, 48. New Orleans, 40. Jamie, uh, big takeaways here. Let's talk about Peyton Barber. He was started in 35% of leagues. He had 19 carries, no other running back in more than two carries, but Ryan Fitzpatrick at 12. Uh, how confident are you in Peyton Barber right
1: now? It's the same like Burkhead. You know, the fact that he got all these touches, it, and, and like what he said about Dalvin Cook, this is not the same talent level of Dalvin Cook, but if you're going to tell me that he's getting 15 plus carries, close to 20 carries, um, there's going to be situations where he ends up playing very well and, uh, he's going to be a borderline number two flex guy, kind of where he was drafted. So. Um, The the six points, not what you were hoping for if you see 48 points scored from the team, but there is something positive to take away from it and that he got all the work and that Ronald Jones is not even a factor.
2: Potentially tough schedule going forward. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh at Chicago, a bye at Atlanta. Potentially tough schedule there for, for Peyton Barber. Heath, would you rather have Deshaun Jackson or Chris Godwin?
0: Um, I'll still take Godwin.
2: Okay. Uh, I, I think over the
0: long haul. And, you know, I... Started early in my projections back in April or whatever and had Michael Thomas as a top two or three wide receiver, and then I looked more and more about how Drew Brees had never targeted a receiver like he did Thomas last year. He got seventeen targets in this game.
2: Yeah, well this was he but made, this is also Brees' best game since two thousand sixteen. I mean he scored thirty seven points. He didn't score more than twenty six points in any game last year. Yeah. So, it was a great start for Thomas, sure. 180 yards and a touchdown.
0: Well, but he he got 17 targets out of Breeze's 45. Yeah. Like that's more than a third of the targets that he got.
2: Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um and Breeze threw 40 or more passes only 3 times last year and he did it in week 1 and the defense was terrible. Uh Tennessee at Miami. Miami wins 27-20. And this one actually ended not too long before we went on the air. But uh yeah, Jamie, what's a what's something that we need to know about this game? Miami twenty seven, Tennessee twenty.
1: Well, I mean the Titans are so banged up. You know, again, Taylor Lewan, concussion, Marcus Mariota, elbow injury, Delaney Walker looks like he's done for the season. So you have three significant injuries there, plus Jack Conklin being out, you know, along the offensive line, which was supposed to be one of their biggest strengths. So, um I mean we talked about the running backs. Uh, I, I still think Derrick Henry's gonna have some big games moving forward, but I expected Corey Davis to struggle. He was a little bit, you know, uh, I guess he's about on par with what I expected. Most targeted guy, but Xavier Howard's going to be one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Hard to fully judge it though with Mariota leaving the game and how the game all unfolded. Um, and then from the, the Dolphins, uh, Heath mentioned it, you know, timeshare for, for the, for the running backs. I'm, I'm still encouraged by Drake. He had more carries than Frank Gore. Gore just had a better uh, average and a better overall day with his 21 uh, yard run mix in there.
2: And would you guys rather uh, Aaron, have... Aaron
1: Rodgers is being carted back to the locker room. Right uh,
2: Kenny Stills or Corey Davis, rest of the season? Kenny Stills, boys! 106 yards, two touchdowns. Kenny it was still. Kenny
1: Stills going in, it's Kenny Stills still.
2: Over Corey Davis? Yes. I Still's didn't the realize one. that you guys had him that high. I mean, yes. this is—I think it was an encouraging day for Davis, because he did dominate targets. And if Delaney Walker's out, like, Davis is going to get a ton of targets. Yeah, this isn't like, a—this this isn't Mariota. a Davis is
1: bad. Yeah, got a ton of targets from who?
2: He needs Mariota. He needs Mariota for sure. Um, it's an elbow injury for Mariota. Kansas City, 38. Chargers, 28. Uh, you're, you're not going to see a running back look much better than Melvin Gordon looks. I mean, he was just terrific with uh, 168 total yards. Looked great. And both guys were involved, but Gordon dominated touches. But Eckler, 62% owned. He caught a touchdown. I don't know. He's going to be a tricky one because he's – you know, you know what I mean? Like, he only had 10 touches. He made them count. But he's gonna be a little tricky, I think, Austin. I,
1: I, uh, I have two running backs of significance in our 2016 Office League. And it's Marlon Mack and Austin Eckler. I was thrilled with how today unfolded. Yeah, congrats.
0: That, congrats. that, uh, that worked out pretty well. I'll use this game as a, a time. I have to offer some personal congratulations. My 17-year-old son has never had any interest in fantasy football until this year when I met. Had him do our Buffalo Wild White Wings draft, and uh he won his first fantasy game. Hey, ever. all right. right
2: on the ba- on the back of who?
0: His team scored more points than any of my nineteen teams scored. Oh
2: this wow! So did he have one hundred and
0: seventy-two points? That's awesome. With Mahomes, Julio, Tyreek, Juju, Dion Lewis. Now, is he a Chiefs fan? Oh yeah!
2: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Who's his, who is this tight end that he that he got?
0: Uh, he drafted Benjamin ben Watson, ben Watson early, Watson. but then he also took Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. He has three tight ends on this team and just put up 172 points. Uh,
2: alright, so how...
1: How about Mike Williams?
2: Yeah, alright, Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams. If Tyrell Williams had not dropped a wide open touchdown pass, uh, he would have looked a lot better as a beat the waiver wire pick, but uh, who do you guys like better? Mike or Tyrell?
0: I, I liked Tyrell before this game. This game may have changed my opinion. There were... Tyrell wasn't the only guy dropping passes. He and Benjamin were both awful before he caught that touchdown pass. Yeah, that's what Travis Williams Benjamin wasn't does. really that involved in the first half, Mike. Yeah. And so the second half, I think Rivers decided let's let's try to test him out a little bit, and Mike
1: Williams delivered. And Mike Jamie, Williams has more upside for sure.
2: Jamie, how about Kareem Hunt? Uh, thoughts: sixteen carries for forty nine yards and no catches.
1: Frustrating. Very, very frustrating. You know, you would to say that the Chiefs scored 38 points, that Kareem Hunt would have had a, a big hand in that. But he'll, he'll, he'll be fine moving forward. He may not be what he was a year ago, and he may not be a top-five guy, but he's still going to finish as a top-12 running back. I'm
0: I think this is a little fluky, and those two touchdown passes that Holmes had from the two-yard line, where he just flicked the ball to someone in front of him, are going to help Hunt in the red zone moving
1: forward. So that's on tape now.
2: Right, yeah, got, I think
1: uh, the one thing that's frustrating the most is the the receiving.
2: Yeah, that was strange. Um, we got uh, Carolina over Dallas. And remember, I did a Twitter poll last week. Sean Lee played 10 games for Dallas last year, not counting the Atlanta game when he played eight snaps. In those 10 games, only one running back scored double-digit fantasy points at non-PPR. Do you think Christian McCaffrey will score 10 or more points at non-PPR this week? Uh, the respondents voted yes, he will, 66% to 34%. On this podcast, we said, yes, he will. No, he did not. And it was frustrating because he, when they got to the goal line, it was Cam Newton running the ball in, um, for, well, yeah. he also
1: fumbled inside the five.
2: He did. Yes. He, that was also frustrating. And
1: everybody fumbled. Yeah. If he didn't fumble, if he didn't fumble, that's a, uh, uh well, I guess no, he still would have finished nine points.
2: Yes. Um, but, you know, he had his, his allotment of catches. He had uh, six catches, 45 yards. He was fine. Um, the Cowboys offense looked pretty bad. Zeke did score though. Heath give me something on this game.
0: I think this was an this was a negative game for Christian McCaffrey and the story that we heard coming into this season. I I had a hard time buying it. It's good that he got 16 touches and if he gets 16 touches every game, he's going to be good in fantasy. But they ran the ball 33 times and he had less, less than a third of the team's rush attempts.
2: Uh, That's not you, a good recipe. But you to have to, way. or do you have to take Cam Newton's rush attempts? Uh, should we only be looking at CJ Anderson? Cause Cam had 13 rushes.
0: Right. If, if they're not gonna run the ball 50 times a game.
2: Right, right.
0: So if he's getting less than a third, he's not getting 15 carries ever.
2: He had 10 and CJ Anderson had 7. That is not a great start. Uh, CJ Anderson carried the ball down to the 1. McCaffrey was in. They took Anderson out. First and goal from the one McCaffrey was in and Cam kept it and ran in it in for a touchdown.
0: Denver had 27. from the one where they, they ran it in with a fullback.
2: Yes, that's right. Uh, Denver 27, uh, Seattle I'm sorry, 24. Real,
1: real quick, Luke Hickley left the game. He came um, back. And, and came back. He was yeah. fine.
2: Uh, Denver wins by three. Fun game here. Russell Wilson, 25 points. Case Keenum, 25 points, but, you know, the, like, Two of his touchdowns were just a lot of yak. Emmanuel Sanders, Philip Lindsay. Do you have faith in Keenum? He's only 39% owned. He's got Oakland next week.
1: No. I think he's going to be a, uh, a safe number two quarterback in a two-quarterback league, but a questionable number one quarterback until he starts to be more consistent.
2: How about Chris Carson and Rashad Penny both getting seven carries and Carson having 43 more yards <laughs> with the he's seven better. carries? Yeah. Yeah, they had to throw it the ball. It was nice to
1: see Penny involved in the passing game, though.
2: Four catches, 35 yards. Three catches, 20 yards yeah. for Carson.
0: I thought it was a pretty encouraging game for Penny, really, based on what his preseason was and the fact that they gave him this much work in Week 1. I'll take it.
2: Washington 26, Arizona 6. And, uh yeah, just a blowout. Alex Smith with 23 fantasy points. He'll get the Colts next week. And Peterson at twenty six carries. I mean, would you be looking to sell Adrian Peterson right now?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I like I'm a little greedy. So I see Indianapolis on the schedule next week and I'd just like to hold on one more week and then try to sell.
1: I just want I agree with you about the matchup. I just wonder though if can he get back up to that level again after twenty six carries. As we saw this last year when he went to Arizona first game. Twenty plus was it thirty carries, I think, right? His first game with the, with the Cardinals. And then he was terrible. And then got some rest again, went into one week and was good, and then terrible.
0: And then he gets the terrible Packers after that, right?
1: They
2: could be terrible, they certainly could. Uh, so, Jamison Crowder, three catches for 32 yards. And David Johnson, nine carries, 37 yards, and a touchdown, five catches, 30 yards. Do you walk out of this game with any concerns about either Crowder or David Johnson?
1: Crowder, yes, Johnson though. What's your Crowder concern? I mean four targets. Yeah. With Thompson and Reed there, it could be tough for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit concerned about David Johnson justifying where he was being drafted. I think he's still going to be somebody you start every week, and he like he got the touchdown this week, so he's fine. But if their defense isn't good, we already knew their offensive line isn't good. Their quarterback didn't look very good. That could put him in some really bad spots.
1: Yeah, I don't think their line is as bad as you think it is. So, uh two-minute warning in Green Bay.
2: Uh, this season's has over. 11- <laughs> this is bad for football if he's out. It's terrible. It's really bad. It's not
0: great for Jamal Williams either, who has 19 yards.
2: It's not great for anyone except for the Bears. Okay, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful, uh, Monday morning. We'll talk to you. Oh, gosh, the Mondays. Gotta, Yuck.
1: Gotta, yeah. gotta, 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 gotta go.
2: Bye. Bye, Jamie. Bye, Heath. Bye, listeners. Talk to you Tuesday with the Waiver Wire. alright. I've got
1: Levy on.